Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Toucan Abroad podcast, where we have conversations with our alumni and professionals in the international education field about their experiences studying abroad and working in this dynamic field. I'm Abby Olabala, the program manager at TEP, and I will be your host for today. It is my pleasure to introduce our guest today, Dr. Ricky Telg. Dr. Telg is a professor in the Department of Agricultural Education and Communication at the University of Florida. He is also the director of the University of Florida and Institute of Food and Agricultural Science Center for Public Issues Education in Agriculture and Natural Resources. That was really long. But Dr. Tell, thank you so much for taking the time to be on our show today. You're welcome. That is quite a mouthful. That's why we call it, the, it's the Public Issues Education Center. So we shortened it to call the, the PI Center, P-I-E Center. Nice. Good to know. Good yeah, to know. Exactly. So let's jump right in. Can you share with our listeners about the work that you do at the University of Florida? Sure. So uh, I've been at the University of Florida almost 24 years. Uh, as As you mentioned, I'm the uh, a faculty member in the Department of Agricultural Education and Communication. So in that role, I teach uh, mainly in the area of agricultural communication. And so students take courses for me in such areas as digital video production. Um, we also have uh, agricultural writing classes where students learn how to write in a uh, like a newspaper or magazine journalistic style. Uh, we have a social media class. And so our hope is that students when they graduate will have a, a better understanding about how to communicate about issues related to food, agriculture, and natural resources. Because here in the United States, uh, only about 2% of Americans are uh, have a rural or farm background at all anymore. So it's uh, we're trying to communicate the good story about what agriculture does for not only here in the United States, but also around the world. So I've been doing that for, like I said, about 23, almost 24 years now. I have really great uh, students at the undergraduate and graduate level. Um, I also am the director for the Center for Public Issues Education in Ag and Natural Resources, or like I said, the PI Center. And in that capacity, I have a staff of about four uh, professionals who do research and media and outreach to try to um, identify the major issues here in the state of Florida uh, that are relating to agriculture and natural resources and how we can better communicate those topics to uh, stakeholders, to, uh, which are people who are supportive of the agricultural and natural resources sectors, as well as to policymakers, ultimately trying to help uh, not only policymakers, but also the public in general, uh, to give them more information so that they can make good consumer choices when it comes to food, agriculture, natural resources, all these major topics. Yeah, wow. That's a big task you guys have taken on, but it's definitely something that's really important. Um, for me, agricultural communication, it was the, when I read your bio, it was the first time I'd ever heard of it. I didn't know that there was such a major or even research done in that area. So I don't I know you talked a little bit about it before, but can you give um, probably a little more um, information on uh, or examples on the types of projects you guys do or within your research? Sure, sure. So our program is not um, is not uh, alone here in the United States. There's probably between 30 to 40 uh, programs across the country that focus on agricultural communication. Um, so we, um, 
I'm not going to name them all, but uh, here at the University of Florida, we have an, a, in the southeastern U.S. here, we have the University of Georgia. There's, you know, programs at Texas A&M University, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and many, many others that I'm not going to mention because I will run out of a list and people who know me very well say, why well, my program? But uh, it's relatively uh, not even so new anymore. It's uh, the, the program itself, the idea about agriculture communication came about about 100 years ago. And mainly at that time, it was how to communicate back to the farmers about how to produce better uh, better ways to, to produce food and, and, and uh, crops. But uh, probably in the last 30 to 30 years or so, the, the shift has been made to talk more to consumers about how food and, and crops and, and things like that are produced. So uh, I've, I've really seen a huge shift in uh, not only the, the way that uh, people are communicating this information, again, out to consumers, but also the number of new programs here in the United States that are focusing on agricultural communication. So uh, there are programs springing up all the time, which I'm very excited about because having been in this area for the last 23 or so years, uh, I'm kind of considered one of the older uh, professors, uh, one, I guess one of the uh, uh, vintage uh, professors, if you want to call it that, uh, over, over the last several years. So I'm very excited to see the growth here. A lot of our programs are within departments of agricultural education and typically in those programs they're teaching students how to be uh, agricultural teachers in high schools and middle schools around the country so with the uh, the, the identification by a lot of professionals in uh, agricultural uh, organizations and companies that communicating effectively is important that's really where a lot of this uh, this uh, rationale for this growth in agricultural communications has really come about. Wow, thank you so much for all of that information. That was really informative. And now you get, you've taken all of this knowledge and research to Belize, because you acted as co-director on a couple of um, study abroad programs to Belize, um, I think in 2015 and 2017. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the focus of the programs and your role? Sure. So what we did, um, I the first time that we went, um, we had myself and two other professors here in the Department of Agricultural Education and Communication. And uh, Dr. Grady Roberts is one of our agricultural education faculty, and he had been to Belize before and uh, taken some of the uh, faculty members here at UF uh, there and had worked with uh, with Ron Dean and uh, Toucan uh, before and loved it. And uh, we have our department had not had a study abroad program specifically for our undergraduate or bachelor's degree students. And one of the efforts here at the University of Florida is to try to provide some type of study abroad international experience to all of our undergraduates. Um, and so we were thinking, you know, we, we really need to do this. And uh, he said, well, I'd know just an organization to help that out with. And so we have a course uh, that we teach here it's titled uh, Issues in Agricultural and Life Sciences. Again, Issues in Agricultural and Life Sciences. Uh, Becky Rollerson teaches that class, and we said, you know, that would be a great class to adapt to do a study abroad in Belize. And so what we had students do was to identify uh, issues in the state of Florida, 
Uh, and again, Becky teaches this class, or Ms. Rawlinson teaches this class uh, every semester, and the focus is really more about Florida-focused or Florida-based uh, issues, uh, ranging from water quality to, uh, to obesity to uh, food production issues and, and food labeling and those type of things. And so we took that and adapted and had students look at a Florida-specific issue and then uh, to try to identify that same issue or topic while we were there in Belize, uh, they collected information uh, from the individuals we uh, interacted with. They did research on their own uh, through, uh, through the internet um, and, and that type of thing. And then the idea was for them to compare those issues in Belize and, and Florida uh, be, and then to, to come up with some type of final project at the end of the semester. Some of them did videos, some of them did um, posters, some of them did print materials. But the idea here was for them to critically think about the issue uh, in Florida and in Belize and, and make those comparisons because what a lot of the students found was uh, many of the same issues that that Florida was facing, Belize was also facing too. And so there's no new real um, no new idea under the sun. It's just that uh, everyone was dealing with things, uh, all these issues, but maybe a little bit differently. So students really got a lot in out of those uh, comparisons and trying to critically think about those topics and issues. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I know while you were here, you also created a video um, for both of those programs, right? Um, what message were you hoping to get across from the video that you create? Because I know you did interviews with the students as well. Through sure. that. Yeah, so th that's a part of my, again, my background. I've done video production for many, many years. Uh, before I became uh, a professor here at UF, I was uh, in, in television um, as both a producer and as a reporter. So uh, I've, I've been doing video work for really almost 30 years, probably maybe even more than that. Um, so what I wanted to do was to capture the study abroad experience as it was happening. So I shot a lot of videos, shot a lot of photos, and then at the end of every day of both of those years that we have done uh, the program in Belize, I would uh, kind of do a highlights video and so upload that after I edited it uh, and so that people family members, friends back here in the United States could see what we had done that day. Um, then at the end of the, of the week, I compiled all those video clips and interviews together and uh, to, to kind of provide almost like a promotional video or a summary video of what we did so that we could tell the next group of students, hey, you really need to be part of this. Um, so that uh, the next time around, because this is what you're missing. So I did ask students some specific questions uh, for those videos, and I gave the questions to them in advance mm -hmm. so that they could be thinking about them. Mainly the questions related to a specific topic that they learned about, that they had no clue about beforehand, um, and, and what that meant to them, as well as questions uh, focusing on, um, again, the, that comparison between Florida and Belize and what they have learned in that process. So it wasn't just, 
all about promotion. It was really them giving an opportunity to synthesize what they had learned and then telling people in that video uh, all that they had uh, learned in, in that week. So we wanted everybody to be a part of that. So I told everyone before we left that you are gonna be interviewed, you are gonna have a quick interview, you are gonna be on, on camera, just be ready for it. And some were very excited about that. Some, some were uh, not so much, so. but uh, everyone did a really good job of, of uh, synthesizing the information for the video itself. Yeah, because I looked at the videos and I thought it was, and listening to the different interviews and to their responses, you know, it was such a creative way to get them, yes, maybe there was the promotional aspect, but it was such a creative way to get them reflecting in the moment on their um, experience here in Belize. And, you know, we're, in all study abroad programs, you do a lot of reflection, but it's usually done in a, you know, in either written or, you know, everyone just talks about it. But to do it in the form of, you know, a fun video interview, kind of like, it, it was definitely my one of my first time, time seeing it in that way. And seeing how the students responded to it was definitely... Um, was interesting to see. What are some, you know, of the key takeaways that you had from interviewing the students and, and well, your documentation of the trip while you were in country? I think, um, as far as a takeaway message, I think that students learned that, um, that no matter where you are, people are the same. Uh, they face the same issues. Uh, they may deal with them a little bit differently, but uh, again, water quality being one, we have issues here in Florida where we talk to several professionals there, farmers and, uh, you know, uh, politicians and regulators, and there's water quality issues in Belize. And so, uh, to me, one of the, the big takeaways was that we all face the same things, maybe a little bit differently, but we're all in this together. And I think students learned, um, that as, as, a, as a big point. I, I think the second piece there uh, for several of our students, we took 10 the first time, and I think nine or 10 the second time around for at least half of the students. It was the first time they'd ever been outside the country, outside of the United States, other than to like the Bahamas, which are really about you know a 30 or 40 minutes, not, maybe not even that plane ride. So I don't really consider that too far international, but uh, it was the first time that they'd been outside of uh, the the United States and so a takeaway for me was was trying to alleviate their fears about uh, about traveling internationally uh, and man oh man oh man several of them have gotten the the international travel bug as a result of this <laughs> are experiencing going to several countries one in particular his name's Peter yeah. it was his first time outside of the US this was uh, our first uh, trip back in 2015. Since then, he has taken nine other study abroad uh, efforts or opportunities at the, at, here at the at University of Florida and in his pr professional area, bef area before he graduated. So wow. one of those was a semester-long uh, study abroad at sea. So he, would, he was on a boat, and I think it was into the Mediterranean, and so he was able to stop in several countries as a result. So for me, just getting them interested in doing something internationally um, was, a, was a, a huge kind of a, a cultural experience for, for the students. 
Wow, that's an amazing story. Nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. How did he fit them all in? Uh, there were, were short, most of them were short term, like yeah. uh, two to two weeks, three weeks at a time. Uh, but that one semester long um, trip, I was like, wow. I, I don't wow. remember how many countries he went uh, on, um, went to as part of that once uh, semester mm-hmm. at sea. But it was a tremendous experience for him. And I, I really have to credit uh, the trip to Belize and uh, what Toucan did as far as organizing all of the effort there. Uh, What you do really provides us as instructors, as professors, the opportunity to take our courses uh, into your country, have it tailored for what our educational needs are, and then we really don't have to worry about that. Uh, What we really want to focus on is helping the students learn to think critically about these topics and it makes all the difference in the world to have the support of an organization like yourself uh, to make it uh, simple, not easy, but simpler uh, for us as professors to do what we want to do and what we do best. You're very welcome and it was definitely our pleasure um, to be a part of that and to be a part, you know, something that has impacted the students in such, and also the faculty in such, in, and of course, I keep forgetting the Belizean community in various ways. Dr. Telg, it was, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast today. It was definitely a pleasure chatting with you, and I wish you all the best in all the work that you're doing with the Pi Center. Did I get it right? That is correct. That is Pie correct. Center and at, UF. Um, And to you, our listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. And I hope you join us for our very next episode very soon.